From KGW News, this is Straight Talk with Laurel Porter. Hello and welcome to Straight Talk. I'm Laurel Porter. Thousands of people are alive today because of a cancer drug developed right here at OHSU by Dr. Brian Drucker. This May 10th marks 20 years since the FDA approved the use of Gleevec for use in treating patients with a once deadly cancer called chronic myeloid leukemia, or CML. It was such a groundbreaking breakthrough, it was featured on the cover of Time magazine. Before Gleevec got approval, Dr. Drucker had to convince a lot of skeptics that what he'd pioneered really worked and would change lives. It's not only changed lives, it set the stage for other discoveries in the quest to end cancer as we know it. I'm pleased to welcome my guest, Dr. Brian Drucker. He's the director of the Knight Cancer Institute at OHSU. And he's not only a scientist, Dr. Drucker also sees patients. We also welcome one of the patients whose life Gleevec saved, Rob Schick, a wealth manager at Robert W. Baird & Company. He's also the chair of the Knight Cancer Council. Dr. Drucker, Rob Schick, thank you so much for joining us. It is such an honor to have you with us today. Thanks, Laura. It's great to be here. I want to start with uh, Dr. Drucker. How does it feel to be marking 20 years since the FDA approved the groundbreaking drug that you pioneered, Gleevec? It's hard to believe it's been 20 years. It's gone so quickly, but it's just absolutely remarkable what's happened in these 20 years. And you look at our patients 20 years later, all the births, grandkids, graduations, all the events that they've got to witness during their lives, it's just absolutely remarkable and 20 years ago I said I'm just grateful to be a part of these types of breakthroughs and I'm still grateful to see what's happening. Doctor, what did a diagnosis of CML mean before you developed Gleevec? Before Gleevec came along we would tell patients they had maybe three to five years to live. The only effective treatment was a bone marrow transplant and that had incredible hazards to it. So patients had a pretty limited lifespan, and the hardest part was we, there was really nothing we could do about it. We would wait until their leukemia advanced to a much more difficult to treat acute leukemia, and we couldn't do anything about it. So it really was a death sentence um, for the, these patients who were diagnosed with this leukemia. And Rob, how long has it been since you were diagnosed with CML, and what are your thoughts about marking 20 years of Gleevec? Yeah, so I was diagnosed in September of 2005, so it's it's over 15 years ago now. And it's it's funny as I think back, um, I was fortunate enough to be a part of the five-year uh, celebration and then the 10 and the 15 and now the 20. And so it, it's just, uh, it's been remarkable. It's been a great journey uh, to be alongside Dr. Drucker during this. And uh, uh, it's just been, you know, my privilege to be here. And as, as Brian said, uh, before my diagnosis, just a few short years before my diagnosis, it was it was a death sentence. I mean, you hear those words, and here we are, 15 years later, uh, still alive and thriving and living a trying to live my best life. It's 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 really nothing short of a miracle. Let's talk about that miracle, Dr. Drucker. Gleevec was revolutionary. No one had ever done what you did with a cancer drug. What was so unique about it? Tell us how it works. It works by targeting cancer, leukemia cells, without harming normal cells. And up until the development of Gleevec, people talked about trying to do that, but nobody had done it. 
And we showed the world a path forward that you actually could accomplish this by understanding what was driving the growth of, of a cancer, what was actually broken, you could fix it. And that opened the door to hundreds more of these targeted therapies that are now saving literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people's lives around the world. So it's a, a precision medication. I, I noticed on Time Magazine, it, it showed uh, kind of, similar. it made it look like it's similar to, to bullets that it targets the, the cancer. Yeah, so they called it magic bullets and that it really was almost like a silver bullet just targeting the cancer and leaving normal cells alone. And when you think about chemotherapy, oftentimes we, we talk about all the horrible side effects, nausea, vomiting, hair loss. This medication is a pill that people take and its side effects are really pretty minimal. And again, that underlies the fact that it's really just going after the cancer cells, leaving normal cells unharmed. And that was the real revolution behind this development of this medication. You could actually do that instead of thinking about it, imagining it, we made it possible. Let's go back to the time, Rob, that you were diagnosed with cancer. How did that news hit you? What were you thinking at the time when you heard you had cancer? Yeah, you know, I, I'd been very active um, prior to that for many years and tried to leave a health, lead a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, when you hear those words, it just stops your clock. And it, uh, it was a dark time for sure. Um, you know, you, you, you had more questions than answers. And, um, you know, some of the things Brian Brian's referring to, I, I quickly went to chemotherapy, a potential bone marrow transplant. Uh, would I be here in a few years, three years, five years? I was really starting to think about, um, you know, life for my family after me. And that's, that's pretty heavy. Had you ever heard of Gleevec before? And, and how did it change your life? <laughs> It's a long answer. <laughs> so, so um, I had not heard of Gleevec, which is remarkable uh, because all of this incredible work that Dr. Drucker led was, was being done in my hometown and I'd never heard of it. And um, shortly after diagnosis, I was introduced to Brian and he handed the keys to my life back. I mean, simply put, uh, he provided hope where I had none. And um, it, it, you know, when you think back uh, these 15 years, um, it's not just life, you know, it's life events. Um, I know you thought maybe you, you know, wouldn't be able to walk your daughter down the aisle. Right, you know, seeing, seeing my kids, all three of them graduate high school, graduate college, get jobs, and then seeing my uh, daughter's wedding day and walking her down the aisle, uh, just taking great pride in that, being with my, my family for those days and those events. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard to really describe, um, d describe that. Um, you know, I'm so grateful to be here and, you know, uh, to give back in any way I can for these years that I have and hopefully many left um, to just live my life and enjoy, you know, all the good things life has to offer. And uh, it's just a, a blessing and a privilege to, to be involved with Brian and his work. It truly is. And we have we can never give back what he's given us. We have photos of you playing golf with your son and some and some friends and, and shots of you with your yeah. grandson. Do you take do you have to take a pill? Do you take it every day? And are there any side effects? I do. 
I do. I, I, I continue to take the same pill uh, that I took um, that I took 15 years ago, and um, it uh, it started out with a higher dose than I'm on now. Uh, Brian's reduced my dose over the years, but it's a it's a daily. Every evening I take it, and um, you know you, you heard Brian talk about some of those uh, difficult, challenging side effects that so many cancer patients still have from chemotherapy, hair loss, weight loss, and and nausea and things of that nature. I had none of that. I've had none of that. And that's part of the the miracle here is that, you know, this precision medicine now, that this this new era that we're in, where someone like me can just take a pill and go back about their life. And so, um, you know, I, I really haven't had any major side effects over all these years. And Dr. Drucker, Gleevec doesn't really cure cancer, right? It, it makes it manageable? In most cases, yes, and although there are a small percentage of patients who've been able to stop therapy permanently, um, so that's actually pretty remarkable, and we're trying to understand how we can extend that to everybody. Is it used for any other type of cancer? That was actually one of the, the most interesting parts of the journey is that we understood that there were a couple of other cancers where we thought it might work. We added another relatively rare intestinal cancer to the mix uh, called gastrointestinal stromal tumor. And Gleevec has worked remarkably well for patients that, with that disease where there were no available treatments for that, that cancer. And now people are again living quite, quite remarkably well with this, with this rare cancer. And what does Gleevec do for patients' life expectancy? What, what's the survival rate? Yeah, it, it's that we generally, I will tell a patient who's newly diagnosed with this leukemia that my expectation is that their leukemia will not kill them, that they'll probably die of something else. And if you actually look at data, population data from Sweden that's been published, the life expectancy of somebody diagnosed with CML or chronic myeloid leukemia is no different than somebody of a similar age. So we, our general view is that people should live a normal lifespan. But that is remarkable. When you were first working on Gleevec, you were at Harvard, I understand, and you were met by skepticism. They really weren't convinced this was going to work. Tell us about that. Well, the, the error there was bigger, more chemotherapy drugs are going to cure more cancers. And so there was a lot of skepticism that targeting cancer cells without harming normal cells was ever going to work. And the general view was oncologists were giving chemotherapy. It wasn't working that well. But what else was there to do? And so I always looked at things and said, there just has to be a better way. But because that wasn't quite the mainstream, it was viewed as something kind of on the fringe. It was, well, there's really not room for you here, so why don't you go somewhere like Oregon, where Dr. Grover Bagby put his arms around me as the founding director of what was then the Oregon Cancer Center, and said, Brian, I believe in you. I want you to come here and work on this bold idea and move it forward. And I was fortunate enough to come here and get the work done. How did you persevere? Well, as you mentioned, Laurel, I'm not only a scientist, I'm also a doctor. And I had patients who I'd see with this leukemia that had, we had nothing to offer them. And I had set out to go into the laboratory to make a difference, to do something better, 
and to bring advances out of the lab into the clinic to benefit the patients I was taking care of. So there were always patients in my clinic who needed something, and they were always my inspiration. You are so passionate about your work, and you've said you really didn't have a lot of balance in your life back then with work and your personal life until you were interviewed by People Magazine journalists. What happened? Ah, uh, yes, a, a beautiful young woman who worked for People Magazine. And I have to be very careful here. After the article was published in People Magazine, I got the nerve <laughs> to ask her out. We started dating. And we actually just the other day celebrated our 19th anniversary. And we have three wonderful children. Um, one hopefully will graduate from college this year. A second will from high school this year. And that's, that's been my life events. Well, congratulations on that 19 years. And Rob, you, you've been so inspired by Gleevec and how it changed your life. You've become an advocate and got involved with the Knight Cancer Council. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, it's been maybe the most fulfilling thing in my life these last 15 years and really a part of who I am now. Um, once you've been given your life back, you can't, you can't give back enough. And, you know, when I first met Brian, uh, shortly after when I had, I kind of felt like I was back on track. I went to an event that he was speaking at and um, he had a really interesting PowerPoint. And in the middle, in the middle of that PowerPoint, I kind of thought to myself, this light went off and I thought, you know, I wonder how much more effective uh, a healthy, thriving patient would be than a PowerPoint. And so I went to him and he quickly got me uh, lined up with the right people and I got involved and I started speaking. Actually, the first real significant event I spoke at as a, as a patient uh, advocating for research was the five-year anniversary of Gleevec. And we did that. When I first met Brian, he was in you know, the back corner at a small lab at OHSU up in the back corner. We were that that five-year event we actually did in a shelled out space up on the hill that we were trying to raise the money for a new state-of-the-art lab for him well we ultimately got that money raised and and now we've evolved from there to a beautiful uh, world-class eight-story cancer research building down the south waterfront that we're just incredibly proud of and brian's been able to recruit uh, he could speak to so many talented people from across the country and around the world to come here to help solve this problem for other people who have who are going through you know worse things than I went through people that were diagnosed with my leukemia uh, 10 years earlier didn't have the outcomes I had we're just trying to bring those outcomes to more patients uh, around the world and Dr. Drucker you you see patients as you mentioned can you tell us a story about one of the patients maybe that you have I understand you you treated a six-year-old Yes, so a remarkable six-year-old who was diagnosed one month after the FDA approval, so that would have been June of 2001. She ended up going to nursing school and was a nurse at Dornbecker Children's Hospital. And just last year, she delivered her first child. And she's one of the fortunate ones who've been able to stop therapy and remain off therapy now for a couple of years. And that's just, to me, that's just absolutely remarkable to have watched this young young child grow up, mature, and now start her own family in a new cycle. What a, a great story. It does make 
make all of us feel really great to hear. Thank you, doctor. Before we go to a break, here's a web page where you can donate to the Knight Cancer Institute and show your support for cancer research at OHSU. You can also find out about cancer services. I'll include a link on KGW.com. Just look for the Straight Talk story on Gleevec. It is time to take a break. When we come back, we'll look at what could be next in the quest to end cancer as we know it. We're back in two minutes. Welcome back to Straight Talk. I'm Laurel Porter. We're talking about 20 years since the FDA approved the revolutionary cancer-fighting drug Gleevec, developed by OHSU's own Dr. Brian Drucker. And you're invited to celebrate with OHSU at its virtual event coming up on Monday, May 10th at noon. The event is called Lethal to Livable, How Gleevec Changed Cancer Care. You do need to register to join in, and I'll have a link in this story on our website. Once again, we're pleased to have with us here on Straight Talk, Dr. Drucker, along with one of his patients, Rob Schick. Thanks again to you both for being here. It's been a pleasure. I, I want to start with Dr. Drucker and a little bit more about the Knight Cancer Challenge and the Billion Dollar Challenge. What's your experience with that been like and how is it helping with cancer research? Well, first of all, it was a remarkable couple of years to match Phil and Penny's $500 million challenge with a two-year deadline. And we have so many people to thank. The state of Oregon authorizing $200 million in bond authority that allowed us to build a new building for dedicated to cancer research. 10,000 people across the country, across the world who donated, 75% of them from Oregon. And most, most notably also are the dear wonderful Gert Boyle, who, who passed away just a little bit over a year ago. Uh, but the reality is what that has done is it's catalyzed a movement. There was an editorial written by the Eastern Oregonian that said, don't we want Oregon to be known for ending cancer? And what we've done over the past five years is we recruited immense talent to Oregon to work on the cancer problem. We promised that we'd recruit about 1,000 people over a decade. In five years, we've gone past that 1,000 people working here in Oregon trying to cure cancer. And we've made remarkable strides and advances. And what's next in the fight against cancer? What sorts of things are you researching right now? Well, the couple of areas where we're putting enormous attention are advanced cancers and trying to bring this precision oncology to everybody to think about how do we analyze cancer thoroughly, deeply, and learn as much as we can about each person's cancer and use that now to target their cancers precisely. But the other thing I've said for as long as I've talked about Gleevec is that one of the things we learned from Gleevec is that we had to treat early in the course of the disease to get great outcomes, which is why we put enormous effort on detecting cancer earlier when it's more treatable. And we're actually working with a company that's developed a blood test that can detect many different types of cancer at very early stages. And again, that's something that people thought that's un impossible. And we're already seeing that possibility with a simple blood test to detect many different types of cancers early. And if this pans out, that would be yet another revolution that we participated in. Well, I agree. Let's be known here in Oregon for, for ending cancer. Rob, how does the Knight Cancer Challenge and the Knight Cancer Council you're chair of, how do they fit together? Yeah. 
Well, the challenge was, uh, I was the chair at that time, and it was the most inspiring couple of years of my life, really. I mean, um, we had, we had, we, you know, as a, as a council, what we really try to do is advocate for Brian and the, and the Cancer Institute. And during that challenge, we had two years to raise $500 million. And, um, you know, we took it upon ourselves to go after it. And we got donations from every state in the United States, um, I think 10,000 separate total donations. And uh, we just, everyone just pulled in the same direction and, and, and rode together. So what we really try to do is, you know, communicate with Brian and his team about what their priorities are. And then we go after uh, finding the right people uh, and match them with their with their passions within the Cancer Institute to help support to support these efforts. It's quite a relationship the two of you must have from doctor and patient to now working together to fight cancer. Rob, tell us a little bit about that evolution. Well, Brian is exactly what you're seeing today. Um, it is such an honor to work with him. He is truly world class and. Uh, he's humble, he's kind, and when people meet him, uh, they see that right away. And this is someone who has saved the lives of hundreds of thousands of people around the world, tens and tens of thousands of people. And yet he remembers people's names and he's, he's, he's just generous with his time. Um, and, and we all just feel so honored to be able to work with and for him. And he has become a good friend of mine over these years. I, I'm, I'm pleased to say we, We've spoken together now, I think, at over 150 events over these years and uh, all the way across the country and mostly here. But it's just been an incredible journey for me going from a diagnosis to uh, being part of this uh, billion dollar challenge and seeing a, uh, a beautiful state of the art building uh, uh, built on the South waterfront. It's, it's all just been amazing. And I would say also that you know, with all the challenges we have in our community right now, it's been such a privilege to work with and meet thousands of people from this city that are generous and they just do good. They do good work. They want to make things work for the better. And I'm, I'm so inspired by them every day in this work. Dr. Drucker, what's your hope for the future when it comes to cancer treatment? What's, what's your vision? I want everybody to look like Rob Schick. And the reality is that, <laughs> although, you know, it's going to be hard, hard for everybody to look like Rob Schick, but I mean, I want them to have his outcome. I want them to survive and thrive despite a diagnosis of cancer, because that's really what it's all about. It's, we don't want cancer to be something that people fear. We want cancer to be, okay, I can deal with it, I can manage it, and I can put it behind me, and then I can go on with my life. That's where we want to be with cancer. We have about 45 seconds left uh, for each of you to have a closing message for our viewers. We'll begin with Rob. Rob? Well, thanks for having us here. I, I'm just so proud of this work. And, and I would just say to anyone out there, just, just get to know, if you don't already, get to know this institution and the great work that's going on right in our backyard here and in our hometown. It's certainly something for us to be extremely proud of during these challenging times. And Dr. Drucker, about 45 seconds to a minute for you. Well, thank you, Laurel. It's been a pleasure. And what I've learned as I've gone through this initially was giving the people the gift of hope was just an enormous and the greatest gift you could give anybody. But the gift I've gotten back in return is to see all the wonderful things they've gotten to do with the gift of more time. And now 20 years later, all the life events that have 
that have happened. And I still just feel so incredibly grateful to be a part of people's lives like Rob and so many others and to be a part of this community. Well, we are so grateful to have you here. And Rob, we're so grateful to have you here that you're still here with us. I want to thank you both, Dr. Thank Brian you. Drucker, Rob Schick. Thank you for joining us here on Straight Talk. And Dr. Drucker, thank you for all the work you've done and continue to do in the fight against cancer. Let's be known here in Oregon for, for finishing off cancer. Thank you. Once again, here is that webpage where you can donate and help in the fight against cancer or just get more information. I'll include a link in this story on our website on kgw.com. Also the event coming up on May 10th, you can register for that if you'd like to join that virtual event at noon. Thank you for watching and listening. Remember, you can get this and other episodes of Straight Talk as a podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for KGW Straight Talk. We hope you can join us next week as we approach tax day on May 17th. We talk taxes. Where does your tax money go? Join us next week for Straight Talk. Have a great week.